0: Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to.
1: Join us and other Inspired Actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey.
0: Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. I'm Jay. This is our 107th episode of the Inspired Action Podcast, and we're so happy that you're here. And I'm here with my co-hosting human, Lita Herman. <laughs> Welcome back, Inspired Action. Get that human, Herman, yes, human. Herman, human. Yes,
1: human, Herman, human. Leader, Herman, Herman. That's interesting. Yeah. Well,
0: I never thought of that before. All right. Well, one-oh-lucky, uh, luck- one oh seven. One-oh-lucky, seven. Lucky seven. seven.
1: <laughs> Do you know why seven's lucky? No. Because it's the number of potential. All right. Well, this has a lot of potential. Potential. This has a lot of potential.
0: A lot of potential. <laughs>
1: All right, water listeners out there, today's the day you've been waiting for. You've been so patiently Anticipation. waiting. So patient. We made you wait a long time. I'm so sorry. For your episode on this five part series on. Water. water. So that's a sorry, not sorry. No, we
0: had to build the anticipation <laughs> right. so you would be waiting. And we that's always it. save the best for last,
1: which is water. Yes. Jay says that, of course, from the perspective of all five elements, they're all the best. But, of course, wood comes first. What? So it's got to be number one, but that's the wood perspective. And that means that water comes last. So we save the best for last.
0: Right. And so, you know, all the elements are the best, really. There's no hierarchy, but you know, woods are probably the only ones who care about being the best. Right. <laughs> right. And waters love to be all five elements. They don't like you to say, I'm I'm this, I'm that. They love to say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. So actually they enjoy waiting and I'm sure they've considered everything. They've already got this figured out today. So we don't even really need to do a podcast. because the water people. Are like, I already know what you're going to say. Right? So we can just like, go, you know, mic drop right here.
1: Boink. There you go. I always tell the story about the woman um, who quietly sat through one of my all-day workshops and uh, without moving a muscle the whole time. And while I went through wood, fire, then earth and metal, and then I started explaining water and she jumped out of her chair exuberantly and screamed i water. <laughs> yes, that's it.
0: Anticipation, spazzy, spontaneous, joy. Hopefully, <laughs> today all the waters listening will feel the same exuberance. And, you know, we're just going to kind of weave this into the topic of the heart pains. They are
1: also very mellow, just so you know. They're both.
0: (laughs) Uh, And melodramatic. Right. right? There you go. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about the heart pains and maybe the not so feel good topic of the podcast, but still we're going to do it with a water playful attitude. And it's still good to identify yourself and feel that resonance with the fact that you are not alone. There are others out there who feel the same way you do. You
1: are not an alien. Yes. So true, because so many of us might have... You know, other elemental types that resonate with who we are in our immediate families or friend groups, and so, in a way, you know, we feel like freaky freaks sometimes. Freaky freaks. Freaky sometimes. freaks. Freaky freaks. Just water. Water, <laughs> water, water, water. That's what I always
0: say. Water, water, water. They're yeah. like, no. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. But that's a common feeling for a lot of waters. They sometimes feel like they don't fit in anywhere. And we're going to explain that a little bit today and why that is. And it's a big source of the water's pain in their heart
1: and in their in the world. But Jay, before we jump into the deep end of water, <laughs> exuberantly. Yay! Like one of those water bombs, you know, when you jump in and you, what do they call Cannonballs. Cannonballs. That's it. (laughs) They're not water bombs. Cannonballs. I haven't done that in a long time. Oh, my God. A cannonball
0: could be a water bomb.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Because, you know, cannonball's (laughs) a bomb. But wow. Okay. Do you remember (laughs) a water bomb? Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, I was going to say before we do our cannonball in the deep end of the pool, let's go talk about Alchemy Learning Center for a minute. Alchemy Learning Center, it is hopping and we have so much going
0: on. I could spend the whole podcast talking about alc because we have so many cool things going on but right now let's just come with a few things to keep people you know, a little bit uh, planning ahead. So for fall 2023, we're bringing together a new cohort for our MAP Apprentice Group, starting in the fall. Actually,
1: uh, we're starting now because there's a lot of prerequisites. That's true, so that's we're true. pulling together everyone. So if you're a last summer. minute
0: person, this is kind of getting to the last minute, <laughs> yeah, because you have a lot to do before. But we love that. <laughs> and then you know, so that's our MAP Apprentice Group, and that's starting at our in September. Then we have our retreat in October uh, for all the people in the program. And then we have year three and year two cohorts moving on moving along on their amazing journeys. It's just so exciting and inspiring to be a part of that as people from all over the world are studying alchemy and five elements with us. And so we're very, very happy and we feel gratitude and blessed and all those wonderful <laughs> words.
1: And I love it because it's a chance for you to immerse yourself in alchemy and the five elements. The you know the apprenticeship program is built mostly for practitioners who want to transition their practices from healing in general, which is usually about getting someone back to their previous state of health, to alchemy, which is really about trying to get the person to be their authentic selves. And even more than that, you know, they may never have been their authentic selves before. And then it's about allowing them to even transcend who they are so they can truly fly in their lives. Yeah. And I think that our program, which
0: is, So unique to out in the world, it's basically there's nothing else like it. However, I always say we have to start with the individual first. Yeah, so even if you are a practitioner and you have a rocking practice, this is about you in the beginning. Yeah, and the journey always comes back to self cultivation. Yes, right, so for everyone, before you can help anyone, you have to work on yourself, and that is what I love, love, love about this program. I love seeing people work through their challenges. Work through the tentacles, removing from the heart, work on different things. It's just so inspiring.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we're all so amazing as we are, our elemental cells, you know, but do we even have to be limited by who we are? Do we always have to be limited by the you know, pursuit of greatness, if you're wood. You always pick on that with wood. Like, pursuit of greatness, <laughs> like it's a bad thing. What okay, about right. the enlightened love of
0: fire? Yes, right? okay. Not all a right. bad
1: thing, right?
0: <laughs> Limitless is a word I'd love to use when I'm coaching it. For waters, don't put them in a the box,
1: at least for not too long. Yes, right? but we shouldn't just stop at the wood and, fu- and fire. you going to do that. The all greatness the of wood, the-, the light and the love of fire. The brilliant thinkers that are earth. You know, how yes. about not being limited by that or the knight in shining armor if you're metal right, right. or how about the amazingly skilled water people right. out there? So they little, always are good at Don't put them something. in a box. Yeah. Stay out of the boxes, all the elements, <laughs> right? So even all the good of all the five elements, being the best you can, even that is limiting. So if we can allow ourselves to let go of even that and be all five elements in ourselves- Imagine being all five of those scenarios.
0: No, it's fantastic. That's connecting your circle. That's yes, a book that that's we, wrote, the book we wrote. A little primer, <laughs> and that's totally cool. And you know, a lot of the apprenticeship that we have in the ALC, but well, there's a lot of MAP and the ALC and a lot of lot of initials there, but <laughs> go explore it. But if you're into the five elements and the nine palaces, we relate that as well. And that's all part of it. It's kind of like building blocks, I think, Lita. Yeah, it is. Self-cultivation, understanding the five elements, understanding your journey through the nine palaces of the heart. You know, and then putting that all, and then what I say, the alchemy is the fairy dust. (laughs) That makes life possible.
1: Yeah, the magic. The magic. It is the magic. So that's a great way to explain it. So while we have a lot of acupuncturists in the program, especially five element acupuncturists and TCM acupuncturists, If you're looking for that, I don't know what to call it, the next edge in in your career. How about if
0: you're bored and you're looking for more and you're like, really? (laughs) I'm doing this and this is what it's about? Yes. Then you're our people. Come
1: talk to us. Yes, definitely. And there's
0: no judgment there because you can just be fine. People like that all the time. That's fine. Right? Completely fine. But come talk to us if that's what you're like. Wow, really? This is what it's about.
1: And if you're not an acupuncturist, that's okay too. We have some people who join us for this apprenticeship who are really joining for themselves. And they might may not even be healers, but they want to dive deeper, deeper into this content. They wanna really, they don't want to necessarily practice alchemy on other people, but they want to do this process for themselves. So think
0: about it, leader. If you're asking yourself, what is about what else is next? What's next? I've done it all. I've yeah. seen
1: what I'm here for more. Again, the fundamental question in alchemy is, is there more to life than this? Right. And if you've asked that question of yourself, then maybe alchemy is for you, whether you do it personally or you practice it with others. Which is
0: also very fulfilling for us to have lay people in the program. So go check out alchemylearningcenter.com. Look it onto the apprentice program if you're interested or just take a class or...
1: Or come to a, a retreat. Come to a retreat in October. There would there are uh, usually openings for you to get maybe get a treat. Well, I will or...
0: say the fall twenty twenty three. It's already more than half full. It's oh, like yeah. three quarters of way full. Spaces, we, do have yes. li- we will find space if we hope, but we yes. do are limited. It's not like everyone can come. Yeah. we'd have to make it for the whole month, and it's only for five yeah. days. Yeah. So, um, but all right. Well, we've made the waters wait long enough. Let's get back and quickly also through the mystery gate audible book rate and review. We definitely need some reviews on that. Also the podcast rate and review on Apple, just a couple seconds. It really, really, really makes a difference. And if you like the book, let us know do a review, say, I like it. That's all you have to say. I love it. I like it. You know, whatever you want, an honest review we want. Yeah. Um,
1: And we we have so many people who've been reaching out lately and saying they love, love, love this podcast. So that's a way that you can get other people around the world to find this podcast. The
0: more people who like it, the more inspiring it is for us, the more inspiring it is for you, the more we do these podcasts.
1: Yeah. And we want you to feel inspired.
0: Right. So So that's it.
1: All right. Let's get back to the tentacles, which is kind of a water
0: thing too, because you know, Yes, tentacles they are the very water. watery, yeah. yes.
1: Okay, so in episode 102, we talked about tentacles that wrap around your heart and they cause heart pains. Yes, we
0: identified these tentacles as overindulgence, temptation, greed, jealousy, ego,
1: pride, deep-seated anger, apathy, and fear. Yes, and we explained that we need to understand That was these... our bonus one, by the way. Yes, that was our bonus one because we wanted eight of them, and so we made eight instead right. of the seven deadly Bonus, fear. Bonus, fear. <laughs> so we explain that we need to understand these tentacles so that we can understand why we get so easily triggered and You know, we don't even understand what's happening to us when this happens. It's just reaction.
0: Yeah, and while every elemental type can be very reactive, we do need to
1: remind everyone that waters in particular can get very dramatic. Yes, but waters are tricky to understand because water is the most varied elemental type. So whenever you put two waters in the same room, it can often be like, how can these two people be even remotely the same? One might be like a still pool of water and one might be like a rushing river. And those two don't seem alike at all. But, but
0: if you wait a while, a couple of minutes, a couple of hours, time doesn't matter to water. They might even switch places energetically because all waters have the capability of being a calm lake Or a tsunami, a powerful tsunami. Yes, all. Take us all out.
1: Yes, all within the span of a few seconds. Sometimes you don't even have to wait very long.
0: And and that's what they're (laughs) capable of. It may not happen all the time, might happen inside, might happen outside. They might be still and quiet most of the time, but even the calm, still waters can become a tsunami instantly. When there's an emergency.
1: Yes, because waters excel in emergencies. That's why so many EMTs are the water type. They may not love being in that state all the time. They can burn out, but that, they're really good at it. Yeah, they know exactly what to do without even thinking about it in that present moment, which is another gift of water. But when the emergency is all said and done, then they're on the couch for a few days recuperating and even falling apart emotionally if something bad happened in that emergency. So it can be like a new little drama. Yeah, which they love.
0: They love waiting and activity and waiting and drama and waiting. And then they rest in that waiting well, period.
1: They like some drama, but some drama is not very pleasant. So yeah. I wouldn't say the they mellow,
0: love The mellow drama. I think they secretly love it. You unconsciously think,
1: love it i don't they know they must i always say to them you know do you want to create this drama the negative oh, drama yeah. or the positive drama and they all say i want the positive of course drama. they do so <laughs> the
0: point is there's usually some kind of drama yes in a water person's life remember not good not bad no judgment no right no wrong right, right. it is what it is and there's usually what do i say drama trauma or the dalai lama <laughs> yes. okay that's usually when i say that to a water person and they get it they're like
1: oh my god that's my life they're just looking for intensity in their yeah. life. Yeah. That's when life is exciting. So when we get our waters to see that they just want intensity, they start finding the good, fun drama and pursuing that. And there's no time left over for the yucky drama. And that's
0: when life gets good for them, exciting for them. Yeah. And it might be they've been in a rut for a long time. Yeah. You know, frozen water. Yeah. Um, All right. So this important backdrop to today's topic, because when we're triggered, there's often a lot of drama for many of us, not just those who are water first. I'm speaking from water third. Yeah. Okay. Right. Drama. drama. Step on the gas pedal all the time. Right. (laughs) We just need to begin to take a look at how and why it happens. How can we shift it? How
1: can we not overreact when we know we're about to overreact? Right. And this podcast is all about change, you know, changing our reality, our stories about ourselves, how we identify ourselves in ways that are not so helpful for us. There you go. <laughs> so at the core, this is the idea that those issues probably come
0: from our heart pains. I'm going yeah. to say probably in air quotes, because I don't want to say it is,
1: but it's probably coming from that. Yes. And pain from our past experiences that we can't let go of, it's like we become haunted by the past, even when it's completely unconscious. Yeah. So while any elemental type can be dealing with any one of these eight tentacles, The water element is going to see the world with the lens of The water element, which means they're going to look at the world a specific way. And that's why naming these tentacles for them is so important. Also, you're more than
0: one element. So even if your water is second or third in your stack up, this episode can apply to your third position. The third element can be the element that's giving you the most heart pain. So we want you to be aware and be the watcher and see where it is in your stack up.
1: Yeah. And I'm even thinking, Jay, our next series of elemental types, we could talk about the third element again, because I think now that we've gone, we did that in the very beginning, first year of the podcast, but we're going to be able to now dive a little deeper for everyone, all the listeners out there who've been listening a long time. So- you know, now that you say that, I think that third position is the one that we really want to think about. Yeah, I,
0: we can call it like the stacking up or the Oreo series. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's your stack up? So if you've got water- the triple stack Oreo. Yes, the triple stack Oreo. All right. Is, if, it, is that a thing? I don't know. I know there's a double stack. <laughs> I know. But dare they go triple? I don't know. I want a triple stack keto Oreo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm throwing that out to the universe. Make me one.
1: <laughs> so if you've got water anywhere in your top Wait, it also has to be sugar free, dairy free. I know. <laughs> you know.
0: Grain free. Organic. Grain free. <laughs> Organic. Okay, that is the challenge. Anyone's listening out there? A triple stack Oreo. That is all of those things. Send us a recipe. And wait, it can't taste like oh, shit. It can't, taste like it can't taste like poop. Can't taste like poop. Okay, I think I can say shit.
1: <laughs> uh, take not. that out, It's <laughs> 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 Just like boop. Do you hear a bleep? Wake up, bleep. Down. So if you've got water anywhere in your top three in your stack up, this is for you. And here it is. Drum roll, please. I, I don't have my special <laughs> effects today. <laughs> Waters are going to be more likely than other elements to have the fear apathy and overindulgence tentacles more than any of the other tentacles. And I'll
0: give you the bonus on that. There may be a little bit of deep-seated
1: anger thrown in just because we're talking about water. Yes, that's true. So first one is fear. Yes. So fear is often translated from Chinese as the emotion associated with the water element. However, I always say this is a mistranslation of the Chinese What they really meant was the feeling of anticipation. That's what they meant by fear. There's another word in Chinese that means the fear that we mean in English. So the character that was associated with the water element is this feeling of anticipation. That feeling when you're a kid and your parents tell you they're going to take you to the amusement park in two weeks and oh boy, you can't wait and you're so excited and you're counting the days and you're imagining all the things you're going to do when you get there. And who you're going to be with and how much fun you're going to have. Yes. <laughs> so let's take a moment and talk about fear because normally Normally fear, the way we think of it, isn't a bad thing entirely because fear is the natural state we feel when there is danger. We should feel fear when we're in a dangerous situation.
0: Yeah. That could be like the wake up and say, be careful to jump or duck or here comes something like they don't know, but they just know. It's like, ah, is that like the, the feeling in your
1: stomach? That's a little bit different, right? It could be. No, it can be in your stomach or all through your body. Like like when you're in an emergency situation, you feel like like a jolt, like an energy all through your body. Is that the adrenaline starting to kick in? Yes, it's the adrenaline. So it's an instinctive feeling that keeps us safe. It keeps us alive. But fear is a strange thing because we also experience fear when we're not really in danger but we think maybe about a dangerous situation and then we get into a fearful state when we don't need to be. I think that is a lot when people have challenges that they can't, they're
0: can not they trying to work through and that's often based on experiences we had in the past that for some reason we might think that's gonna to happen to us again or it might be happening right now or they're just in that mindset.
1: And that's what we call PTSD. On some level, we all experience post-traumatic stress disorder because we learn from our past experiences. We learn, for example, it's not a good idea to touch a hot stove. Danger. Danger. So we have a bit of fear come up just before we touch the hot stove by mistake, even before we feel the pain of our skin searing on the stove. Stupid. (laughs) Sorry, I'm joking. No judgment. First we feel the fear, then we feel the pain. And then we curse at ourselves. Yes. (laughs) Because we know, we remember that burns are painful. So all of us have this experience of PTSD on some level. So the real question here, Lita, is how much of that past is controlling
0: our present state or blocking our future Like, you know, afraid to step off the
1: sidewalk. Yes, that's the crux of it. So, the fear tentacle can happen to anyone, not just waters. And it usually wraps around our hearts after a traumatic event occurs. And then we can't let it go. It's wrapped around our hearts and it causes a constant state of terror, or at least in specific instances for some of the time. So, an example could be that you almost got in an accident on the highway. And maybe you didn't even get in an accident, but from that moment on, All you can think about while driving on the highway is crashing. Or avoiding a crash. Or avoiding a crash. Or they're going to hit me. Right. Yeah. And every time you drive on the highway, you break out in a sweat, your breath gets shallow, you feel shaky, and then you start telling everyone that you don't want to drive on the highway anymore. You'll you'll take the back roads instead. Do you know how common that is in my clinic? I see so many people who take the back roads because they're scared of driving on the highway.
0: Yeah, that's definitely and and then they like they then now their travel palace and their adventure palace has been right. compromised. And there's nothing wrong with taking the byway, not the highway, the right. byway. <laughs> I'm a big fan of slowing down, watching the scenery. If you have the time and the inclination and you enjoy it, if you truly enjoy it, that's okay. And you have all the time in the world. No problem. It's about freedom. Do you want to have the freedom to drive on the highway that takes you three hours longer and you have that and you're not inconvenienced? That's fine. Do you have the freedom to drive fast and feel comfortable and just rip down the highway? If you want to. If you want
1: to. So there's the difference, but does it control you? That's the crux of the fear tentacle. Is it paralyzing you? Is it stopping you from being free? What is the story that you're telling? Yeah, or at the very least, if you still do that thing you wanna do and you're uncomfortable doing it, maybe you're pushing yourself to keep doing the things you used to do. Maybe you keep driving on the highway, but the fear tentacle is interfering with your enjoyment of that. Like you said, it's definitely not enjoyable to be sweating and shaky while driving. And this is a
0: very, very simplistic example, but you can apply it to other areas in your life. You can start to see how fear is such a common tentacle for anyone who has trauma in their past.
1: So for waters in general, fear is definitely the most likely of the tentacles. And I just want to say
0: water people love to drive. Yes. They love to go. Yes. They like to do. They They like like, to adventure. They love to do adventure. So if this shuts them down, it's bad. It's bad. Yes. Well, no good, no bad, no No right or wrong. No
1: good, no bad, yeah. But it's challenging. Yes. Let's go with the challenge. There you go. So remember, living in a state of anticipation, this is water. And hopefully that anticipation is like a really wonderful feeling of exciting events in the future. But we always say your greatest gift can be your worst nightmare (laughs) for every (laughs) element. (laughs) 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 So this excitement for life can also be dread and terror for life when life is potentially delivering bad stuff in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I I love that, Lita. And anticipation is the state of being in the future may be good or bad, even though we know there's no good. For, boy, I said a lot today, right? I'm trying to be no No good today. or no, yeah. However, clearly there is a personal preference. And most of us agree that the bad stuff, when I'm doing air quotes, is bad.
1: So Right? We don't like it. We yeah, I want to do it. Right. It causes discomfort. And we don't like discomfort. Okay, so Lita, let's go more about this fear tentacle.
0: More. Well, don't be afraid. Well, just like Tell me, us about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me tell. <laughs> well, just like the other tentacles we've been talking about, this has to heal. Years ago, a young woman came to me whose first job was to sit at a door of a building and kind of like guard it, like a door monitor. It was a simple job, right? But this freaky thing happened. This guy came in the door and literally collapsed at her feet. He was having a heart attack, and she was the only one there. And she'd been trained in CPR, so she gave him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Well, sadly, it didn't work. He died. So, needless well, to say, I don't think he died because of that. No,
0: no, <laughs> he died it wasn't her of fault. A heart attack. Yeah.
1: So, needless to say, it was extremely traumatic for her. And here's the thing: from that moment on, she couldn't kiss anyone. It just brought up the fear. It wasn't rational, she knew that, but it was severely interfering with her love life. And that's the fear tentacle. In this case, fear of death.
0: Yeah, which in Chinese philosophy is often referred back to as the basis of all fears.
1: Yes, we're all afraid of dying. And
0: different in different levels of that. And then once you get to the okay with okay with that fear of dying, then yeah. you can get moved past that.
1: Now, in her case, it wasn't fear of her death. It was the experience of death itself. So even though water wasn't her first element, she was just stuck in fear. So just to finish that story, we did the 13 ghost points treatment and released that tentacle around her heart. And from that moment on, she could kiss people again.
0: Wow. So I'm just, you said 13 ghost points. So if you're brand new to this podcast, the 13 ghost points are an alchemical treatment that we do in the clinic and throughout the map training program. We teach people how to yeah. do it. We understand about it. And we talked about it earlier in the podcast. I'm not sure what podcast, Lita, you're really good at what number. Pod
1: 29 and 30. How do you do that? <laughs> I just like, don't.
0: <clears throat> so if you want to know more about them, you can go back and listen to Pod 29 and 30. See, I knew that. <laughs> it's all about the 13, It's which is a fascinating uh, approach to that, the way Lita has really worked on that. It's yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah. And it's a, it's the basis a lot of of the training we do in the apprenticeship. Okay. So, one way to get rid of any of your tentacles is through those 13 ghost points, but today we're going to talk about another approach in this episode, so stay tuned, keep, yes. keep I stay with us. To,
0: I wanted to I asked later to point out that fear is a strange tentacle because it can be very aggravating and cause a lot of drama, even hysteria, and that's something that can happen to water elements where wherever it is in your stack up 1 2 or 3. And they can get quite worked up and feel hysterical or dramatic about traumatic events or even being perceived as traumatic events that aren't really happening, but they feel like they're happening. I don't want to say panic attack or anxiety, but it kind of feels like that and perhaps, and then they're getting triggered by that fear tentacle. So I asked Lita to talk a little bit about that.
1: So, you know, if they're hyperventilating or whatever, Jay, you know, it's like the fear creates a don't lot. Don't say hyperventilating, Jay. I do not
0: hyperventilate. <laughs>
1: I have never. Uh, I didn't mean you, but you do okay. get dramatic. You, you put have that name right next to that. Well, you have water third, which is why I think we should do this. I don't think I've done. Third element. No, you don't hyperventilate. But, Give me a paperback. But oh. you get very dramatic. We could sometimes. do a fire action paperback. <laughs> yes. So the fear creates a lot of what we call wind in Chinese medicine, like a little dust devil.
0: I think that's the Tesman devil, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Tornado 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 of energy. Yes. So that's the feeling like, no, not again. I can't let this happen again. And it's not necessarily rational at all.
0: Yeah. Actually it could be rational, but the reaction is way beyond what it's called
1: for maybe, right? Yeah. Is that a fair statement? That's true. Yeah. And that's the nature of water drama. It is often rooted in fear, rational or not, in fact, not wanting something specific to happen again after we've been traumatized in the past. This can put the mind and body into an over-vigilant state, like a constant state of vigilance that results in an autoimmune response in the body because that's what autoimmune issues are, like an a over-vigilant state. So the body starts attacking itself or literally attacking your own fears that you are unable to resolve. Wow, that's that's
0: intense. That's pretty big, right? That was intense. That was very good. Perfect level of drama. Okay,
1: thank you. (laughs) Which
0: brings up to me another version of the fear tentacle, which is going into hypervigilance and attack. I don't want to say attack like, uh, but like an attack on the person. The opposite happens, paralysis.
1: Yeah what
0: I like to be called frozen in fear.
1: Yes. We're really talking about that deer in the headlights version of fear. Which have in
0: your life, you know, it's okay if you actually shine headlights in a deer. Fine. (laughs) But if those lights are in your eyes and you're not reacting in your own life, we freeze. And that's a survival mechanism that's hard to undo. It's just for waters, the water elements, they can spend a good chunk of their lives frozen in fear. Yeah. It's It's like, just like,
1: yeah, don't do anything. So doing nothing means nothing's going to happen. Yes. And ice is the one state of water that waters really don't want to be, you know, they can be a still pond. That's great. You know, just, just hang out, just be a couch potato, like just relax, meditate, whatever. They love- Super chill. Yeah. They love that, the restful state, but frozen, that's always a fear reaction and often a PTSD reaction. And it always comes from a state of not being free, not having a choice. And water wants to be free and flow. Whether
0: that's slow and meandering or raging like the tsunami
1: or just ripping down the mountain. But they want to move somehow. Free to move. Waters need to move. Even when they are paused and still, which is often. They're thinking about moving soon and they're just gathering energy to move. But being frozen, that's a refusal to move. Yes. And I use apathy for that one. Is that correct, Lita? I always like, apathy. Yes. It's a little different than the metal indifference and the disconnect, which we talked about in the previous podcast. It's their version of the apathy tentacle, the metal one. So maybe watered-down apathy. Yeah, right. Or frozen apathy. Right. So waters, it's a refusal to move because they don't want a particular outcome. And they believe if they don't move, it's kind of smart. If I don't want that outcome and I right. just stay still, then it's not going to happen. So they become a block of ice. And that ensures that future outcome can never, ever happen. Right.
0: And they can sit in that ice for like, Hello, millennial, right? Think about the woolly mammoth.
1: (laughs) That woolly mammoth was scared. He was like, frozen. (laughs) Ah. And then he really got frozen. (laughs) And remember, like metals, waters are yin. And yin is descending and quiet. So they're not as outgoing and assertive as fires and woods. So waters naturally hesitate a little bit. They can hang back sometimes, which is how metals do it. But for waters, they wait. And then when the time is right, they move and sometimes very quick and they can appear quite bold and be really intense. And then sometimes they're just waiting again, waiting for that next moment to move. So when something goes wrong or they get triggered by something in the present, that makes them feel some old painful feelings from the past and many times they're likely going to be that deer in the headlights standing poor still. deer. Man, that poor deer.
0: <laughs> we got a lot of animals today too. The only yeah. mammoth, the deer. Like, I don't know. We could come up with some more I guess. But apathy in my opinion is that feeling like I'd rather do nothing and just not anticipate what's going on in life because it's just going to be too painful anyways. It's like yeah. they think out all the scenarios of what could happen but, so they don't do anything. Yeah. So if I don't participate or anticipate, then I don't have to feel those feelings again. Oh, I like that. I like that. Participate
1: or anticipate. Yeah. Wow.
0: That could be the name of the podcast. That is
1: the name of the podcast. So when we talk about tentacles, we talk about two reasons for them. One is a feeling of lack, which we talk about with things like overindulgence and temptation, where you just want to find a way to fill that emptiness you feel in your soul. And the other reason for tentacles is the need to feel like you're in control. And while apathy doesn't seem related to having control over your life, it is actually a means of controlling your life. If life feels scary and out of control, then doing nothing can be one of the best strategies to regain control. One of my clients, for example, lost a loved one who was so important. They just decided not to go on, like just not living. They were alive, but just not able to really participate in life. And that's the frozen in fear. That makes a little bit of sense.
0: I will mean, not say a lot of sense, but I'm getting it. And I feel it. doesn't make a lot of sense. It <laughs> yeah, makes a little bit of sense. But no, I get it. So when a person gets apathetic and decides not to participate in life, that's them asserting control of what they want to do in their life, which is nothing. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So nothing is doing nothing, but it's doing.
1: Right. Nothing. Exactly, there you go. exactly, which is different than the need to fill something that feels very empty. And that can also happen to water people. Sometimes they feel a lack in their lives, and this often comes from their shyness and difficulty sometimes with social things. So they can, because they naturally hesitate, be wallflowers and feel very awkward with finding friends. And they might be the ones who feel invisible and on the sidelines in life. And the ones who have a hard time, you know, just making a lot of friends, just
0: because they feel like they don't fit in. But mm-hmm. they'll often do very well with one friend or two f- close friends that last a long, a lifetime practically. Sometimes, maybe from an old job or an old neighborhood or something they grow, someone they grew up with. But you know, then if one of them moves on, it can be really devastating, especially if it's someone from far, far away in the past, like in grammar school, because. It's just really hard for them to find another person that fills that void.
1: Yes. So that awkwardness. But they love those
0: old, long friendships.
1: Yeah. So the awkwardness of water can lead to that feeling of lack, of not mattering. And so they may look to other things like drugs or even food to fill them up again. Video games. Video games. Yep. TV whatever fills that emptiness yeah fill that emptiness and with
0: something yes now it's easier than ever to fill that void oh my
1: god our whole society is about filling the I emptiness know, right and even if they do find their niche Let's just say they, they're in theater. They love theater. Improv. Improv, Comedians, yes.
0: actors. Yeah. All of the above are filled with water elements.
1: But let's say they're finding a group. they you know, people. They're home. They're people. And let's say they get to go on stage for their improv, you know, either figuratively or in reality. They still have to go home at night. And they may still feel alone.
0: Yes. And again, we're going to go to another. Mwah, mwah, mwah. That's where addictions can come in. Addictions can def- come in to fill that void. But it's a little less like the metal temptation tentacle when you're kind of being bad and doing something for a verboten. This is more like the overindulgence alone tentacle. At first, it's just doing a little bit of drugs or alcohol or whatever. It feels pretty harmless. But over time, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and lonelier. And there's just more emptiness to fill. And they don't want to do that. So the
1: question is why? Why is that emptiness there? And how can they feel nurtured and fed by their community, their families, their environments? I think the the question is, is
0: not necessarily why, but how can they move through this? How can they recognize yeah. it? How can they see it? And then right. the why will come in. Yeah. Well, all right. This is getting really long. I hope you love it, Waters. We've given you a big, lots of <laughs> well, anticipation. Well, remember, Waters are relentless yes. too.
1: Yes. So we're on a runner. We're on, yes. We're yes. on a water runner. All right. Let's talk a little bit about anger and Waters. Okay. So while Waters typically don't have a lot of anger all the time. Some do. And when they do, they can be really, really angry. Yeah. And
0: if, you know, often for a good reason, they're not just a little pissed in that case. They're really pissed. And see, even if it's a little pissed, it seems like they're really pissed even more. Like the magnitude is bigger. And then they hold that anger in it's because they feel like they're going to be out of control if they let
1: it out. Remember, they know that inside them is the power of a tidal wave. And they also know that power can decimate another person, perhaps even someone they love. So if you really piss them off, they might have to hold that power in to protect others from the destructiveness of letting it out.
0: Yeah, I would imagine this happens to a lot of water elements. Instead of confronting that person they're mad at because they don't like confrontation, they pull back, they don't say anything for a long time. They're trying to quell their anger, which... They probably do nothing about it. We just talked about that. It brings them down so that they don't want to
1: destroy that relationship. And we know that stuffing anger isn't good for anyone. So if they don't resolve that anger, then it's going to stay stuffed. And stuffing is only good on Thanksgiving.
0: We know that. <laughs> right. Although you might stuff a lot of anger on the stuffing day, which is Thanksgiving, because yes. your family's around. Right. <laughs> that is the big thing. And day. that will be the stuffing that, that breaks the straw <laughs> on the camel's back, so to speak. And you will blow. Yes. They go stuffing everywhere. It's all over the room.
1: That's it's messy. Not going to be very pretty. No. This is definitely huge for all waters because it's so common for them to feel like this when they're really mad. And another odd variation of this is what I like to call the stubborn block. The unresolved anger gets lodged inside. I mean, inside. you don't like to call no. it that. <laughs> Ooh, you're stubborn. Yay. We see it a lot. (laughs) But they know this, so we can say it. They have unresolved anger that gets lodged inside, and they know they have to release it to feel better. And they actually know what they have to do to feel better, but they refuse. And they kind of get really stuck on whatever they're really upset about. And that stubbornness is it's really only hurting them and no one else. And yeah. they know it.
0: Yeah, oh, they know it. And it makes coaching really difficult with water people because they're like, no, yes, no, yes. But letting go of that anger feels like sanctioning whatever the thing that they're mad at about It's just like, they're less likely to confront and resolve the issue it's a bit of apathy the whole trauma similar to the trauma response i'm not going to do anything about this and it's a bit of deep-seated anger i'm going to refuse to let it go even though i'm no suffering it's kind of like this battle they're having with themselves
1: yeah okay So on that lovely note, those are the common triggers for waters, fear, apathy, overindulgence, deep-seated anger. So if you're water, first, second, or third, the question to ask yourself is do you experience any of these responses in your life? So you can begin to understand what triggers these tentacles and Own it.
0: Yes. We really believe the first step towards transformation is acceptance of what is first and foremost. I mean, we all are doing this.
1: Yes. So you have to own it. Otherwise, you won't be able to stop the mechanism of that trigger.
0: Yeah. So, you know, for a quick example, a water person could ask themselves, Am I harboring anger towards anyone or anything? Because if you can't face that fact, then you certainly can't release it. We all, I remember we did this one thing with a person, a water person. And you asked them how many times did they have to dip this person into the hot boiling oil because they were so mad at them. Yes. <laughs> right. And the truth is they didn't really want to. Yes. You know, but they knew like, exactly. it had completely controlled our lives for so long. So you got to kind of come yep. through the challenge, face it, remove the tentacles, yes.
1: start to move on. And then what would life look like? Right. So you have to ask yourself about each of these tentacles. You know, you're going to go through and just ask, you know, do I have fear? Do I have overindulgence? Am I apathetic? So we're going to go through all of those. And like we explained in the previous episodes of this series, the next step is to do a meditation of sorts where you sit with this uncomfortable feeling you're having today, whatever it is, but it feels like a trigger, a tentacle. Then in a meditation, You go back linearly in time and think of all the experiences that evoke this similar feeling and keep going back through your past until you find the first time that this similar pain occurred. It could even be very early in childhood. And once you identify that, you can give yourself permission to rewrite the story of that past event.
0: Yeah. It's like rewriting the bad dreams that you have over and over and over. I would love to bring journaling into this. Yes. You know, really get to be able to put the words to it. Yes. Um, That's always helpful. If you're in therapy, that could be a way to get through it. But it's, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge.
1: So how do you rewrite it? You're going to bring your adult current self to that old situation. So now you have all this new knowledge. So you can bring that knowledge back to that situation and imagine, you have to use your imagination here. Imagine your current self arriving at the scene of the crime, so to speak, and just saying, no, this can't go on.
0: So you can tap into your fire who has the wild imaginations, right? Yes.
1: If you can name it, you can imagine
0: it, you can... Re- yes. re- rewrite it
1: right, and you do this until you feel a sense of relief. Something in you says, "Yes, that feels better." That soothes the trauma, and you let that soothing in. It's like a sigh of relief. And then, you, before you
0: finish that meditation, you can now bring that new feeling—that new feeling of relief—forward in time. Remember, this takes time. So, forward into time to all the similar situations that you can remember when you used to be triggered, and you can rewrite that trigger. History. Maybe you can rewrite the trigger history. What triggers you? <laughs> Just become aware. And Lita, before we move on, I know we've done Ho'oponopono with water people. Yes. And at first, there's resistance, but it yes. is part of this.
1: Yes. And there's, and we have talked about that many times before yeah. on the podcast. So basically, you're essentially healing all the negative stories you've created around that pain or
0: trauma, pain right. or trauma. And you know, we do have the meditation in the ALC that leader a recorder that walks you through this process, right? It's kind of like holding on the hand of mommy. Yes. Universal mommy. Yes. Right?
1: We call it the free your heart meditation. It's in the second stage of alchemy meditations in the ALC.
0: That's alchemylearningcenter.com.
1: And so we've got these main themes for water. Now, remember, all the other tentacles are still possible for any element. We've been just talking about some common reactions to trauma for water people.
0: Yeah, we really want all the Inspired Actionaire listeners out there who sincerely want
1: to free their hearts to be able to live their best lives through this sometimes challenging work. And it's about having a choice. Can your heart be free to live an inspired life? And do you want to take back your choice in life and not let this make the choices for you. So that completes our series on the tentacles associated with each element and we're moving forward now. So, the reason Jay we wanted to go through all those tentacles is that in alchemy it's essential to feel passionate about what you really want in life. Yes, I agree
0: 100%. You know, let's go back to what got us going on to this topic is we want your heart to be free to be able to be excited, enthusiastic, find that passion.
1: And if your heart is not free, then you can't even ask yourself that really important question, what do I really want? Or get excited about the answer to your what do I really want question.
0: Which we also have as a meditation in the ALC.
1: Yes. So the heart needs to be free to make the choices you want yeah. to make in life. So this is a journey,
0: of self-exploration, and it's challenging, and we just love all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So that's it for today. We're excited to bring you a new series on uh, next podcast. So stay with yes, us.
0: And you know, you could think of this as evolving out of whatever stuck place in society or your family cornered you in or put you in and find a way to flow out of it and let that water go and don't be the woolly mammoth yes. stuck in the block of frozen ice
1: <laughs> and,
0: and to, to look out for the deer with the headlights. That's and, all I'm saying.
1: And participate
0: participate
1: and anticipate yes. things.
0: yes participate in your own life yeah in anticipation
1: anticipation it's Yeah, i'm not saying anymore i'm done it's making me that's wait that's
0: lita taking you out with that <laughs> goodbye have a good day don't be a woolly mammoth <laughs> look out for deer with the headlights <laughs> or flashlights you've been listening to the inspired action podcast and you've reached the end woohoo Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this
1: journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember to hug the
0: dog. God, it's like I have a tsunami in my mouth. Okay, one more time. Fifth time's a charm. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> the chickens are making a racket.